Hey everybody, and welcome to another Coach's Corner. So I love this conversation I'm about to have with Alexander Jameson, and I specifically reached out to her after this week's coaching call with Gabby when I talked so much about accepting ourselves, especially our physical body. So many people, especially women, but men too, struggle with not liking their body and wanting to lose weight and being in this cycle of releasing weight and then gaining it back and having so much self-judgment, even self-hatred for that and thinking, you know, when I get to a certain weight, then I'll be happy, then I'll feel confident. And as I said in the episode, that is just the wrong equation, the wrong equation. Please don't live in when thens. So this conversation with Alexander Jameson, who I'm going to tell you about in a second, is super, super important. Please listen. Whether you struggle with body image, weight release, or self-acceptance in general, there's just so many nuggets here just about how to have a better relationship with ourselves and how important self-care really is. And we talk about what are you truly craving? You know, food cravings or even cravings for anything external are really alerting us to an internal desire. So Alexandra and I talk about what's really underneath all food cravings and how we can satisfy ourselves in a healthy and lasting way. As the best-selling author of Woman, Food, and Desire, co-creator and co-star of the Oscar-nominated documentary, Supersize Me, a highly sought-after wellness expert for thousands, Alexandra has made it her mission to empower women to create epic lives by honoring their cravings and kicking body shame to the curve. She's the creator of The Cravecast, a number one rated podcast on iTunes, where listeners around the world are educated and captivated by thought-provoking interviews on wellness, craving, sexuality, and more. You can listen to my interview with her on the Cravecast. She's been praised and adored by many, the Today Show, Dr. Oz, Martha Stewart Living, People. She's the real deal. And as a lifelong learner, her wellness expertise has grown out of a decade of experience, as well as her education at the Natural Gourmet Institute, the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. And I know a lot of people from IIN listen. So hi, all you IIN folks. You probably know of Alexandra. And certification in applied positive psychology. So she's an expert both personally and professionally, and I can't wait for you to listen to my conversation with Alexandra. Oh, Alexandra, I'm so happy to have you on Coach's Corner. Thank you so much for being here. My pleasure. And you were the first person I thought of after last week's episode went up when I was coaching Gabby on um, weight release. She called in really wanting to feel good enough and wanting self-acceptance and thought, you know, if only I lost the weight, then everything would be magically wonderful in my life. So I just wanted to, to talk to you about this because I think there is that belief of, oh, if only I worked harder on exercising, if only I stuck to my diet, then that would be the answer. And then I'd release the weight and have everything I want. So is that true? Do people just need to be more committed? Yes, but mainly no. (laughs) (laughs) That is such a, it really gets to the heart of what women struggle with when it comes to our body image, but also our health. And that is that we have been raised in a culture, which is luckily starting to change now, but we have been raised in a culture, everything from our own mothers to our sisters and our friends and magazines and television and now the internet everywhere, telling us that we just need to work harder. We need to eat less calories. We need to find um, the perfect diet that, by the way, this ex model has just created the perfect diet. You should totally buy her program. <laughs> and it's all about working harder. But 
actually, and I'm sure you can relate to this, and I'm sure that you coach women around this too, that we are actually so disconnected from our bodies that it's like we're in an abusive relationship with ourselves where mm-hmm. our bodies are actually telling us what they need. And I like to call my body a she rather than an it because she is my friend, not an it to be kicked around. She's actually telling me what she needs. I just haven't been listening to her. And what she needs isn't actually more time at the gym or more low-calorie food products, or I should say food-like products. (laughs) What she needs is a lot more being in the space and the feeling that she wants. And what I mean by that is she needs more fun and she needs more playtime. She needs more pleasure, not more kicking of her butt down the road to the gym for another two hours. Do you know what I'm saying? Totally. And I love what you said about we're in this self-abusive relationship with ourself. That's that's the subject of my blog this last week because my inner critic flared up this week over something. And it's just so tricky because there's this part that still thinks that, well, if I'm hard on myself, that's going to get me to act better next time or that's going to get me to change. And it's, right. it's, it's, it's a miswiring. And I feel like with our body, so many women try to get, they know they need to get to self-acceptance, but they try to do it by changing themselves. And it just is, a, is it, it's an incorrect equation. So, yeah, so it's, it hasn't worked up until now, right? We've been doing that for years. It's not working. So let's, okay, let's be brave enough to try something else. And just imagine if you were with a partner, a life partner who told you, you told this person every day what you needed. And sometimes they even asked what you wanted, but then they totally ignored you or did the exact opposite thing. That would be a horrible relationship and hopefully you would leave, right? Mm -hmm. Well, that's what we have with our bodies. Mm -hmm. Our bodies are actually asking us now for the fun and the play and the pleasure and the joy, regardless of how much we weigh in this current moment. But we say, no, screw you. I'm going to like either I'm going to work out harder or I'm going to get so in a a mental pretzel over it that I'm just going to end up you know, looking for my life at the bottom of a Ben and Jerry's carton. Exactly. Exactly. Well, and this is something I know that you're incredibly passionate about. It's it's been your life's work. And your last book was a best-selling book, Women, Food, and Desire. So what did you learn, Alexandra, about what we're really craving? Because I feel this is such an important question because with weight and body, we try to solve it by changing it instead of asking What am I really craving? How do we answer that question? Well, there's four root causes. There's four roads to go down, four different pathways to explore when it comes to these cravings. So you might be craving chocolate or chips or cheese and bread and wine or all of them at different times. But what is it that your body is actually asking for? And your body speaks. Your body is a voice to your soul. I I like to say your cravings are your soul's to-do list. It is the way that your authentic being speaks into the world, right? It doesn't have, it doesn't speak English, it feels. So your cravings actually mean something. Mm. And, and, And the first two are very scientific. 
The first two are nutrition and bacterial cravings. So you know that the gut microbiome, right? We are, we are maybe as much bacterial as we are human. Um, experts disagree, but we have a lot of bacteria, billions of bacteria living in our body, and they actually speak to our brain through the vagus nerve. And when they are imbalanced and there's more bad bacteria and yeast in our body, like candida yeast, many of your listeners have heard of that. Mm-hmm. They actually... I call them the puppet master or the beast within. They actually will get you up off the couch at night and take you to the freezer for more ice cream. Like wow. if you've ever tried to go off sugar and you you have you feel like you're dying and you're just overwhelmed with this craving for more sugar, but you're trying to avoid it, that's actually those bad bacteria dying off and they are screaming out for more fuel. So that's a very real scientific root cause of craving. And you can balance that with the right foods, with a, a guided cleanse. And then there's nutritional cravings. You know, our body Wait, actually, can I just ask you a question right now? Because I know people yes. are going about, what, what are the right foods? What are the right foods when you're yes. having that bacterial craving? <laughs> so you do actually need to include more, um, you know, like, like authentically bacterial rich foods, like raw sauerkraut, mm. like, like kimchi, like prebiotic foods that actually feed those back good bacteria in your body. So things that have a lot of inulin in them and that stuff that's like lots of different vegetables and fruits have inulin in it. Lots of fibrous foods like artichokes and sunchokes and things like that. They actually feed the good guys. And then having ba- um, bacterial rich foods like sauerkraut every day and taking lots of probiotics, not just one a day or one a week when you remember it. Like you got to balance things and you got to avoid the sugar and the alcohol for a while because they feed the bad guys. So it takes some support to get all that going in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Then there's the nutritional cravings. Okay. So you've probably craved chocolate around your cycle. That's a very common thing. That I crave experience. chocolate every day. <laughs> well, well, yes. Okay. Let's be honest. <laughs> so did you know that chocolate is actually an incredible source of magnesium? And most women are walking around very magnesium deficient. And your body will start to crave it when it needs it, especially during PMS when we're feeling cranky or our hormones are changing and going up and down. Magnesium is actually a really calming mineral that our bodies need more of. So your body's actually speaking to you. And I have all these lists of what those nutritional cravings mean. And I talk about it in the book, Women, Food and Desire. So sometimes your cravings actually just mean that you're missing something. Mm, mm. I love that. And when you know that it's normal to crave things and it's your body giving you a single signal of how it wants to come back into homeostasis and you become educated about that. And I love that you have your book and, and resources out there so people can actually work with their body. Because I think from my point of view, Alexandra, and I'm curious what you think of this, like I think that the diet mentality is based too much on deprivation and not really listening to our bodies and giving it the the balance and the nutrition that it needs. Because when our body is balanced, then we don't have those cravings and then we don't have to be in deprivation. And isn't it lovely that fat is finally our friend again? 
this is a, this is like a whole new way of eating for most of us, right? Weren't you raised in the low fat era? Oh yeah, snack wells and fat yeah. free and all those things. Yep. Which now we're coming to learn. Oh, that's actually terrible for us. Right. <laughs> Um, The body needs a lot of fat. The brain needs fat to feel calm and to be able to do all the things that it needs to do. And you never feel satisfied on a low fat diet. Mm -hmm. And it actually doesn't help. So we're having to relearn what real nutrition means because we've been living in this highly processed food like style for so long. Mm. Now, the other interesting thing about those first two bacterial and nutritional is that a lot of the diets that we've been exposed to are about deprivation. They're about just taking stuff out and they're all about willpower, but they, they don't actually teach you about willpower. They just, they just say, suck it up, you know, and, and you'll get through it and you can do it. Well, here's the thing they don't tell you about, maybe because they don't know, is that when you take away all of those dopamine uh, enhancing foods, right, the foods that give us pleasure, sugar, cheese, bread, etc. When you take those away, you have got to replace it with something fun that makes you feel good. Because otherwise, you just feel terrible and you're starving. So how's that working out for us? <laughs> Not well. Then you're right back on it. You just feel like you're, yeah, you're depriving yourself again. You feel deprived. You feel depressed. Mm-hmm. Right? And you have nothing to look forward to. There's no hope. A lot of people look to their snacks and their favorite foods as like the thing that brings them hope in their day. I know coffee is a huge one for people. So what we have to do, which takes us to the next two root causes of cravings, is build in more emotional well-being and more physical well-being. Those are the two areas where you get a lot of those happy hormones like dopamine from. So the emotional root causes of cravings I can tell you what, Christine, I went on Dr. Oz and talked about this, and he barely contained his eye roll when I started talking about this. Really? So many of the male doctors, I, I went on Fox News, I was on Dr. Oz, and they just they just think this is bonkers. And so many in the you know more traditional Western medical world really think that it's a willpower problem, but we are emotional eaters. Every human being on earth, even the huge muscly guy at the gym lifting weights who drinks muscle milk after he lifts, he's drinking that based on an emotional desire to Mm. be a certain way. So we're all emotional eaters, but how are we primed? How are we trained? What access do we have to ways to deal with stress and anger and loneliness and anxiety? We don't. It's not taught to us. It's not built into our culture. That's right. That's right. So what are some good tools that that you have found have worked for you and have worked for so many of the people that you work with for men and women? Well, I want to talk about one in particular that doesn't get enough airplay. You know, most people talk about gratitude and joy. Well, let's talk about honoring our anger. Mm. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm with you on this one. (laughs) I do. Especially for us women, we are taught that being angry is like the worst thing we can do. We're taught to be nice girls. We're taught to get along with everyone. We're taught to be generous and forgiving and kind. Well, we get mad. Yep. And 
rightfully so, right? Life is <laughs> infuriating sometimes and it's okay. Yeah. It's okay to have that anger and feel it and express it. Sometimes you need to express it physically, yep. you know, going and beating the crap out of your pillows or your bed or even having a real conversation with someone who has angered you, mistreated you, disrespected you. That is appropriate yeah. in this life. But if we don't do it, we will do what I call anger snacking. Yep. <laughs> yep. Anger snacking, anxiety snacking. I, I am so with you on this. And I just personally have to thank you because I was just, you know, I talked about women and suppressing anger on Joe Rogan's podcast when I was on it. And, you know, he, he, he didn't look at me like I was crazy or anything like that, but you know, he, I don't think he's ever heard a woman talk about it. Like I was talking about it. And I, you know, talked about how I do retreats where I facilitate an anger burn and give women you know foam noodles to hit with. And you know, I got a lot of comments from people about how crazy that sounded. And it just, again, reinforced kind of the stereotype and judgment on anger and like that we're, we don't have it and that it's weird if we process it. But that has been the biggest needle mover for me on anything that I've done in my life is all that pent up energy and frustration because underneath the anger's hurt and getting that out in a healthy therapeutic way has freed me from so much anxiety and so much anger snacking and anxiety snacking. So thank you so much for presencing that and, and just reminding us men and women that, yeah. you know, we're emotional beings as well. Yeah. And in particular, if you like nuts or crunchy food, like chips, anything really crunchy is a particular favorite for the repressed anger snacker. Mm. So if you're like, oh, yeah, I really, I really like to destroy something crunchy with my teeth, uh -huh. then, you might, then it might be time for you to physically move that out as you were talking about with the noodles and the beating up yep. of the bed, et cetera, because trauma, anger, et cetera, these things get stored in our body physically. We can't think it out. We can't talk it out. It has That's to be right. moved out. Yes, yes, yes. Oh my gosh, I love you. <laughs> I had a um a gum addiction for a long time. Just that that oh, chomping, yeah. chomping, chomping, chomping and just, you know, when I learned how to process my anger, it was like that tension and and I had to, you know, in a lot of my anger work yell and scream and say things too because it was like all that you know, fifth chakra throat jaw things that I never got out that, mm -hmm. you know, my body was just trying to chew or eat to, to satiate it. So this is great. And with, um, have you ever noticed a correlation between people who have a high volume of their inner critic or really hard on themselves craving more the sweet foods? Cause that's the only way that they get sweetness. Oh, especially when their anxiety, stress, etc. their, their, I hope this is okay. Their bitch brain, as I like to call it, is really self-directed. Yeah. They're, in traditional Chinese medicine, sweet is especially tonifying for the stomach. So when you have a lot of that stuff stuck in your gut and you feel a lot of like, um, you know, tension in your tummy, a lot of bloating, stomach pain, etc., then you're really going to crave sweet to try to soothe that. Mm -hmm. And there's some good evidence that this is actually helpful. So, so in a way, in a, in a big way, 
take it easy on your body. She's actually doing everything she can in the moment to try to keep up with what's going on for you. She's really trying to help. Mm-hmm. And you can, you can, if you, if you meditate, you can include some gratitude to your body. Like, thank you for trying to help me feel better. Even when it's using foods that in the end don't serve me all the time. Like, thank you. I hear you. I see what you're trying to do now. Mm, and, and what you're touching on here is so key. It's about coming into right relationship with our body and not making it our enemy. I feel so many mm-hmm. women just make their weight their enemy, that they're constantly fighting. And it's an endless battle. It is, but it doesn't have to be because ideas like this are getting out there. You yeah. know, you, women like you and me, we're trying to build communities and we are where we can get the support of other women. And I think that's so important to be in community with other women around these things to take away the shame. Um, and there's one last avenue yes, that causes cravings that, again, with the emotional stuff, you know, we sometimes hear that, but rarely is nutrition and bacterial and, and uh, emotional linked together. Well, there's one more that's so important, and that is the physical causes of cravings. Now, we are all physical creatures. We are animal as much as we are human and we need to move and we need to rest and we need to play and we need to feel good. You know, the human being has all of these receptors for touch that are there to help us do the things that we're supposed to do, like procreate, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, sex and kissing and love, hugging, all these things feel good for a reason. And when the more physical pleasure we have that's not related to food, the more fulfilled and joyous and grateful and yummy we feel in our bodies. Yes, 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 yes. yes. That was the one of the things I said to Gabby in the session was, you know, finding healthy ways to soothe yourself and finding ways to have more pleasure. Because when we don't have those ways to soothe and release emotion, and we don't have that joy and pleasure and creativity and soul food, then we're going to look to food to fill yeah. ourselves. Yeah. yeah. And I think play and mm-hmm. pleasure are my f- two favorite things to focus on. Because everyone deserves play, and everyone deserves pleasure. And if you have a hard time imagining that you deserve it now, I want you to pretend like get in touch with your inner (laughs) five-year-old and remember how you looked and how adorable you were and how every little five-year-old, you can just, you can just hang out with a five-year-old and you just want to be like, oh, like, like, what could we do? You know, be sweet to them. Well, be sweet to you too. What is fun for you? Mm. And sadly, Christine, so many of the women I work with, I ask them this and at the beginning, they're like, I don't even know. I don't yeah. know what's fun for me anymore. And so I, I love to offer suggestions. And yes, it can be a coloring book. Yes, it can be a massage or a bath. But I don't think that goes far enough. I yeah. think that we need to have like real fun, like board games or going outside and getting dirty, going play Frisbee with your friends, a hula hoop. I love roller skating. Like what did you do when you were a kid that was just fun, that you could mm. have a, a good, fun experience in your body where you even forgot about thinking about your body. You were just having fun out there. It's so true. When we're having fun, when we're present, when we're connected, when we're laughing, when we're being creative, we're not obsessing. 
about yeah. our body and how we look because we're in our joy. We're in our authenticity. Oh, mm-hmm. well, I know people are going to crave way more of you, Alexander Jameson. <laughs> so, <laughs> and luckily you have lots of resources, books and podcasts and a website and programs. So tell us mm. where, where do people connect with you? So the best place is to go to my website, alexandrajameson.com. Awesome. And definitely check out Alexandra's podcast as well. It's called The Crave Cast, which is such an awesome name. You you dive into some incredible conversations and you also do such a great commentary intro that I always love listening to. So check that out, you guys, too, on, on um, your podcast app. Add her to your podcast library. Thank you so much, Alexandra, for for being my friend, for being someone that is on a mission to help people awaken and feel and connect back to that joy and that playfulness and that creativity. The work you're doing in the work world is life-changing. And I really acknowledge you for how far you've come in your own journey and how you walk the talk in your own life. <laughs>